Hello and welcome to OMP Talks, a podcast about supply chain planning challenges, ways to solve them, and the people behind the technology. My name is Flo, Senior Business Development Consultant here at OMP and your host for this episode. Today's Tech Talk is the first episode in a series called How to Build Software. And in this series, we'll take you on a journey um, so you understand how to build functional software and also which steps you need to take to bring your ID to the market. Um, and in this first episode, particularly, we're gonna talk about why OMP software is so successful. And we'll do that with our very own Patrick van Gauten, who has actually been with OMP from the very start. He's a senior software architect here. Um, so he's gonna tell us all about the success behind OMP. Uh, thank you so much for being here today, Patrick. It's great to have you. Um, and I suggest we dive right into it. Um, what was the reason for you to start working at OMP? Uh, well, I was fresh from university. It was mm -hmm. 1988. Uh, there was no Amazon, no Google, no Facebook. So choices were really limited. Yep. And actually, you had to choose between banks or small software companies. Uh, at that time, banks worked mainly, worked mainly with mainframes. Uh, so yeah, smaller companies got more my attention, especially OMP because they had more modern hardware like uh, workstations. Okay, and, and were the workstations the only reason that you chose to uh, start working at OMP or was there more? No, we had a very nice integrated development environment, brand new, out of the box, uh, with version management, build systems, uh, source code anal analyzers, performance profilers, so lots of new things to try out, to experiment with. Uh, and yeah, there were no lots of there were no libraries that we had to we that exist at that time. Mm -hmm. So we had to do lots of experiments, uh, do some research, and it really taught us a lot about how to think about reusable software and and making flexible uh, designs. So to recap, you could say that um, you had to build the software basically from scratch, and by testing and playing around, you really understood what it takes to design flexible software and reusable software. Can, can you maybe um, give an example? Yeah, my, my first assignment was to modernize the user interface of the optimizer. Uh, it was still character-based. Eh? We had no Windows at that time, uh, but we supported multiple platforms. So we had to support not only PC like we have it now, but also OS2, VAX, VMS, and, and Unix operating systems. So we had to design a uh, user interface library, still character-based, that worked on top of all these on all these platforms. Okay. So we had to do quite some some experiments and and yeah, come up with a flexible and, and good design so that it worked on all these platforms. Yeah, and so you mentioned it was character based. Does that mean that there were no graphical applications available yet at that uh, time? No, we we started with graphical applications when Windows 3.0 became popular. Okay. That was somewhere in the early 90s, uh, and we realized that yeah, the future is with graphical applications. So we investigated some portable graphical libraries because we still support the different platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, we found one and we made a prototype with, uh, with that. Uh, and we uh, created a, an, an application that visualized the output of the optimizer in a Gantt chart. Okay. Uh, and that was actually a very important key moment in the history of OMP because that uh, was a step towards a full scheduling application. Yeah, interesting. And if you would have to define the main challenges in designing this application? What would these challenges have been? Um, well, we had no experience with supply chain applications. So it <laughs> was important. we really had to do lots of investigations, experiments, uh, try out what, what will the users want from, from, our, from our applications. So we really gave us the opportunity to try out lots of things and 
gave developers the opportunity to give their input on what they think, what they thought the application should look like. Yeah, great. And and OMP, of course, today is a full planning um, software, but I heard that the planner application actually only came a few years later. Is that correct? Yeah, that's true. We first had the scheduling application with a Gantt chart. Okay. And then a few years later, we had the planner application, okay. which was made together with University of Galway in Ireland. Mm -hmm. uh, so at that time, we worked together with universities, which was not very new because uh, our founder, George Schepes, uh, was already a professor at the university and one of his colleagues, Francois Louveau, also helped in optimizing the optimizer algorithms. Yeah, that's amazing that you guys already worked with universities um, so early on. Um, before you mentioned that you have, uh, that there were two applications, right? Planner and scheduler. Wasn't it like complicated to have two applications at the same time? Uh, yeah, we didn't want to make two separate applications with no shared code base. Okay. Uh, so we really wanted to make good tools, good components mm -hmm. that could be reused in both applications, which means that you also need to think about uh, what is a good design, how, you, how do you make your code reusable and flexible so it can be used in two applications. Yeah, and is that flexibility also like visible from outside the application? Yeah, that's true. We, uh, we also made a very dynamic and extensible data model mm -hmm. uh, allowing our applications to be used in yeah, different industries. Um, that wasn't the case from the start because the first versions of our scheduling applications were really customer specific. Yeah? Okay. We had, uh, for every customer, we had a different executable yeah. uh, that we wrote. Uh, but after uh, one or two years, we really uh, learned how to make a flexible design with configuration possibilities so it could be used for multiple, for multiple customers. Yeah, so basically you learned by doing and then you found out that there was a need for flexible software. Um, that could be customized to your customers' needs, right? Is that correct? Yeah. And then has this flexibility helped you in, um, in making these customer-tailored solutions? Uh, yes, because our applications, they are not customer-specific anymore. Mm -hmm. They're standard okay. applications, but the solution is customer-specific, which means that mm -hmm. as a software designer, as a software architect, we need to make our software configurable in such a way that our applications can be used in lots of different industries, regardless of whether you make uh, hair care products, diapers, metals, wires, or, or medicines. So eventually both applications were replaced by one single application called OMP+. Um, why did you decide to do that? Um, at that time, all of our competitors had separate uh, planning and scheduling applications, but we realized that it would be much better for a user to have one integrated application mm -hmm. where you could have uh, as well both pla planning functionality as scheduling uh, functionality in, in one application. And, and of course, going from two to one is quite the challenge, I imagine. What were the main challenges for your team um, when doing that? Yeah, well, the, the challenges were that uh, you had two applications with two different data models yeah. and you had to integrate them into one data model. Same with the algorithms. You had uh, specific algorithms for scheduling, specific algorithms for planning, and you had to merge them into one application uh, so that yeah, in OMP Plus users could have both functionalities. Yeah, so that's quite the evolution, right? OMP basically went from being um, a, a mathematical optimization tool to a fully integrated supply chain planning software. Um, so what was your role um, in that evolution? For me, it was a whole journey. When I started in 1988, I was the ICT department, but that was much easier than today. There was no internet, so no firewalls, no virus scanners. Just make sure the computers run. 
but when we start with the graphical applications and more specifically OMP Scheduler, I became the main architect for supply chain scheduling application. Okay, yeah. uh, and I really worked closely together with functional people and consultants because they know what the customer wants. Uh, and I know what, what we can technically do. So we really, really cooperated very closely together to come up with the best solution. Yeah, so as a software architect, your job was, and of course still is, to serve the customer's needs that are being represented by the consultants, but um, all while guarding the flexible and pragmatic character of the software. Um, in the beginning, you mentioned um, that OMP was using modern technologies and was very innovative, way more ahead of time than other companies. Is that still the case uh, today? Uh, yeah, that's still the case, but there's always a risk. Um, you should not jump into the latest hype. Eh? Okay. Who still remembers things like uh, Corba and uh, Soap and Distribute.com and, and so on? Uh, those things, well, they might exist today, but they're less popular than they, than they were. So you need to use um, mature technologies. You need to do some investigations and research to see uh, what is a mature technology. And on top of that, use some abstractions to hide these techno technological things behind some uh facade in your application so if technology changes it becomes it it becomes easy to change the technical implementation behind your facade yeah so i think patrick we can conclude that there are a couple of main reasons why omp's uh software has been so successful i think you guys trying and testing a lot of new things was one of them in addition to that also the need uh for a flexible um approach and a pragmatic approach you mentioned that a couple of times uh, but also that we uh, need to make sure that we understand our customers' needs and that we work in close collaboration with consultants, with third parties, with universities that can help us um, improve um, uh, the software. But I think last but not least, uh, Patrick, I think it's very important also to have such passionate uh, software architects and, and developers uh, to make it um, all work. Thank you so much for joining us today, Patrick. Um, and I would also, of course, like to thank all listeners for tuning in, for listening uh, to this um, uh, podcast episode. Um, make sure to stay tuned for the other episodes in um, how to make uh, software or how to build software. I'm sorry. Um, and we will be taking you on a journey where you learn um, how to build functional software, but also how what are the steps you need to take to bring your um, ID to the market. Thank you very much.